for Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Ah, today is Tuesday, January the 6th, 2015, January off and running. <laughs> A whole month of Mondays. No, 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 no. I've spent the last week making notes on all the ways we begin again, make resolutions. And as the Brits say, get it all sorted. Now, if I could find the notes that I've been writing all week, I could tell you all about getting it together, uh, grasping the nettle, putting shoulder to the wheel, looking on the bright side, and doing all the things we put off in 2014. If I find my notes by Easter... <laughs> I'll give you my existential angst in time for the resurrection. At six o'clock this morning, the full moon was so bright on my third floor balcony. I was stunned, all that illumination. It was magic moonlight. What is it about moonlight? Uh, I had a Good old epiphany, you know, uh, a New Year's revelation. Uh, you know, I quit making uh, resolutions back in the 20th century, uh, <laughs> but revelations are still okay. Uh, I'm always up for uh, a new view, a new spin on things as they are. Now, my revelation was the same one I had half a century ago when I realized that uh, Shakespeare had it right. You know, uh, there is no ill, but thinking makes it so. No evils, no problems, but uh, as it, what is it, as it sits in our minds, no, that isn't it. Uh, perception is reality. That's it, that's it, that's the modern shtick. Uh, we choose uh, the way we feel. We even choose our fate. Now, I don't mean that we choose any of the horrors that flesh is heir to, uh, but we can choose how to respond to any damn thing they throw at us. Uh, I remember an old friend of mine saying, well, that's all very well, but if you're burning at the stake, uh, you don't uh, really... 
imagine you have much control over your circumstances. And I thought about that, and I still think about that, and I still think there's always a choice. And I still think that even with the worst of fates, most humans are grateful for life, any life, under any circumstances. Or not, you know, uh, if you don't like it, you can curse God and die. It's up to you. I uh, figured I'd have a conference with the moon, um, the dark sky out there. Uh, looking at the moon through the trees, it made me remember a Woody Allen movie called Stardust Memories. One of his least popular movies, of course, those are the ones I like. Remember that scene with the aliens? Aliens have come down to Earth in a little spaceship at night and they're out in the fields and... Woody asks them about this problem of human suffering, uh, you know, uh, pain, and uh, what can be done. How can he help? The alien says, well, you want to make a better world, happier world. Tell funnier jokes like you did in your movies, especially the early ones. That's it, folks. That's all. Samuel Beckett said it best, for me anyway. He wrote, try again, fail again, fail better. Today, I think I'll just skip all my thoughts on current events. Uh, they're in the, the pockets of my other jacket anyway. Uh, as my mother used to say, uh, Let's not share and tell today, dear. Uh, used to drive her nuts the way I'd come home from school and talk about what everybody had to share and tell. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to uh, read to you. I want to read my favorite funny story. Uh, it's the one about the cockroach and the cat. Mahitabel is the cat. Archie is the Roach. Now, these poems were published in the newspapers back in Chicago. They were published, well, the ones in this little collection were published the year I was born. <laughs> it's more than 80 years ago, boys and girls. I was born the day Prohibition was repealed. Indeed, um, the whole country was drunk, but uh, my mother said she got gin in a finger bowl. Anyway, this wonderful book, Archie and Me Hittable, is written by a uh, fellow uh, at the Chicago, let's see, from the, let's see, this one is the sundial column of the New York Sun. Okay. Uh, the Chicago poems are in another collection. This is the sundial column of the New York Sun. You probably could find it if you looked it up. Archie and Mehitable by Don Marcus. M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. And I have to tell you, just, just for clarity, uh, about the circumstances of the coming of Archie. Um... His uh, his boss, that's what he calls himself, Archie's boss made his, let's see, 
The following extract, here it is, here it is, uh, the narration. Uh, Archie's first appearance. He's talking about a friend of his called Dobbs Ferry, who possesses a rat which slips out of his lair at night and runs a typewriting machine in a garage. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he has always been interrupted by the watchman before he could produce a complete story. It was at first... Uh, thought that the power which made this typewriter run was a ghost instead of a rat. Seems likely to us that it was both a ghost and a rat. Madame Blavatsky's ego went into a white horse after she passed over, and uh, someone's personality has undoubtedly gone into this rat. It is an era of belief in communications from the spirit land. Sounds like today's New Age movement. Uh, anyway, since this matter had been reported in the public prints and seriously received, we are no longer afraid of being ridiculed. We do not mind making a statement of something that happened to our own typewriter a couple of weeks ago. We came into our room earlier than usual in the morning and discovered a gigantic cockroach jumping about upon the keys. He did not see us. We watched him. He would climb painfully upon the framework of the machine, cast himself with all his force upon a key, head downward. His weight and the impact of the blow were just sufficient to operate the machine. One slow letter after another. He could not work the capital letters. He had a great deal of difficulty operating the mechanism that shifts the paper so that a fresh line may be started. We never saw a cockroach work so hard or perspire so freely in all our lives before. After about an hour of this frightfully difficult literary labor, he fell to the floor exhausted. We saw him creep feebly into a nest of poems, which are always there in profusion, congratulating ourselves that we had left a sheet of paper in the machine the night before, so that all this work had not been in vain. We made an examination, and this is what we found. Dear boss, expression is the need of my soul. I was once a liberated bard, but I died, and my soul went into the body of a cockroach. It has given me a new outlook upon life. I see things from the underside now. Thank you for the apple peelings in the waste paper basket. But your paste is getting so stale, I can't eat it. There is a cat here called Mehitabel. I wish you would have removed. She nearly ate me the other night. Why don't she catch rats? That is what she is supposed to be for. There is a rat here she should get without delay. Most of these rats here are just rats. But this rat is like me. He has a human soul in him. He used to be a poet himself. Night after night I have written poetry for you on your typewriter. And this big brute of a rat 
who used to be a poet, comes out of his hole when it is done, reads it, sniffs at it. He is jealous of my poetry. He used to make fun of it when we were both human. He was a punk poet himself. After he has read it, he sneers. Then he eats it. I wish you would have Mahitabel kill that rat or get a cat that is onto her job. And I will write you a series of poems showing how things look to a cockroach. That rat's name is Freddy. The next time Freddy dies, I hope he won't be a rat. But something smaller, I hope I will be a rat in the next transmigration, and Freddy a cockroach. I will teach him to sneer at my poetry then. <coughs> Don't you ever eat any sandwiches in your office? I haven't had a crumb of bread for I don't know how long, or piece of ham, or anything but apple parings and paste. Leave a piece of paper in your machine every night. You can call me Archie. <laughs> Here is one of the early poems uh, by Archie the Cockroach. It is titled... Mahitabel was once Cleopatra. <laughs> Boss, I'm disappointed in some of your readers. They're always asking, how does Archie work the shift so as to get a new line? Or how does Archie do this or do that? They're always interested in technical details. When the main question is whether the stuff is literature or not. I have discovered that Mehitable's soul formerly inhabited a human. Also, at least, that is what Mehitable is claiming these days. It may be she got jealous of my prestige. Anyhow, she and I have been talking it over in a friendly way. Who were you, Mehitable? I asked her. I was Cleopatra once, she said. Well, I said, I suppose you lived in a palace. You bet, she said. And what lovely fish dinners we used to have, and licked her chops. Mahidabel would sell her soul for a plate of fish any day. I told her I thought you were going to say you were the favorite wife of the Emperor Valerian. He was some catnip, eh, Mehitabel? But she did not get me. Archie. Here's another uh, song about Mehitabel. Yes, this is the song of Mehitabel. Mehitabel the alley cat, as I wrote you before, boss. Mehitabel is a believer in the Pythagorean theory of the transmigration of the soul. She claims that formerly her spirit was incarnated in the body of Cleopatra. That was a long time ago, and one must not be surprised if Mehitabel 
has forgotten some of her more regal manners. <laughs> Isabel speaks. I have had my ups and downs, but what the hell, what the hell, yesterday's scepters and crowns, fried oysters and velvet gowns, and today I heard with bums, but what the hell, what the hell. I wake the world from sleep as I caper and sing and leap, when I sing my wild free tune, what the hell. What the hell, under the blear-eyed moon, I am pelted with cast-off shoon, but what the hell, what the hell? Do you think that I would change my present freedom to range for a castle or moated grange? What the hell, what the hell, cage me and I'd go frantic. My life is so romantic, capricious, and corybantic. And I'm toujours gay, toujours gay. I know that I am bound for a journey down the sound in the midst of a refuse mound. But what the hell, what the hell, oh, I should worry and fret. Death and I will coquette. There's a dance in the old dame yet. Toujours gay, toujours gay, I was once an innocent kit. What the hell, what the hell? With a ribbon my neck to fit and bells tied onto it. Oh, what the hell, what the hell? But a Maltese cat came by with a come-hither look in his eye, and a song that soared to the sky, and what the hell, what the hell, I followed adown the street the pad of his rhythmical feet. Oh, permit me again to repeat, what the hell, what the hell, my youth I shall never forget. There's nothing I really regret. What the hell, what the hell? There's a dance in the old dame yet. Toujours gay. Toujours gay, the things that I had not ought to. I do because I've got to. What the hell, what the hell? And I end with my favorite motto. Toujours gay. Toujours gay. Boss, sometimes I think that our friend Mahidabel is a trifle too gay, signed Archie. And the next poem is <laughs> the beginning of Archie's socio-economic analysis of things as they are. This is titled, Pity the Poor Spiders. I have just been reading an advertisement of a certain roach exterminator. Oh, the human race little knows all the sadness it causes in the insect world. I remember some weeks ago, 
meeting a middle-aged spider, she was weeping. What is the trouble, I asked. It is these cursed fly swatters, she replied. They kill off all the flies in my family and I are starving to death. <sighs> it struck me as so pathetic that I made a little song about it, as follows, to wit. "'Twas an elderly mother spider grown gaunt and fierce and gray, "'with her little ones crouched beside her, "'who wept as she sang this lay. "'Curses on these here swatters, "'what kills off all the flies for me and my little daughters. "'Unless we eats, we dies.' Swatten and swatten and swatten, tis little else you hear. We'll soon be dead and forgotten with the cost of living so dear. My husband, he up and left me, lured off by a centipede. And he says, as he bereft me, tis wrong, but I'll get a feed. And me a-working and working, Scouring the streets for food, faithful and never shirking, doing the best I could. Curses on these here swatters, what kills off all the flies. Me and my poor little daughters, unless we eats, we dies. Only a withered spider, feeble and worn and old, and this is what you do when you swat. You swatters, cruel and cold. I will admit that some of the insects do not lead noble lives. But is every man a hand to be against them? Yours for less justice and more charity, signed Archie. And here we have another. <laughs> Another tale of Mehitabel's extensive past. Mehitabel the cat claims that she has a human soul and was transmigrated from body to body. And it may be so, boss. You remember I told you she accused herself of being Cleopatra once. I asked her about Antony. Anthony who, she asked me. Are you thinking of that song about Rowley and Gammon and spinach hi-ho for Anthony Rowley? Uh, no, I said. Mark Antony, the great Roman, the friend of Caesar, surely, Cleopatra. You remember J. Caesar. Listen, Archie, she said. I have been so many different people in my time and met so many prominent gentlemen, I won't lie to you, or stall. I do get my dates mixed sometimes. Think of how much I have had a chance to forget. And I have always made a point of not carrying grudges over from one life to the next, Archie. Ah, I have been used something fierce in my time, but... I am no bum sport, Archie. I am a free spirit, Archie. I look on myself as being quite a romantic character. Oh, the queens I have been, 
and the swell feeds I have ate. A cockroach which you are, and a poet which you used to be, Archie, couldn't understand my feelings at having come down to this. I have had bids to elegant feeds, where poets and cockroaches would neither one be mentioned without a laugh, Archie. I have had adventures, but I have never been an adventuress. One life up, and the next life down, Archie, but always a lady through it all. And a good mixer, too, always the life of the party, Archie, but never anything vulgar. Always free-footed, <laughs> never tied down to a job or housework. Yes, looking back on it all, I can say I had some romantic lives and some elegant times. I have seen better days, Archie. But what's the use of kicking, kid? It's all in the game. Like a gentleman friend of mine used to say. Toujours gay, kid. Toujours gay. He was an elegant cat. He used to be a poet himself. And he made up some elegant poetry about me and him. <laughs> and here follows a couple of pages of poetry about this Persian pussy, he called her. <laughs> it's, what is it, uh, it's certainly not vulgar. On the other hand, <laughs> I think it's been, uh, it's a little pedantic, yes. <laughs> Mehitabel always tries to impress Archie uh, with her, um, what do you call that? Uh, not just her pizzazz, but her, uh, her credentials, yes. Uh, let's see. I'm going to jump to the cockroach who had been to hell. I wish I had more time. This roach and this cat, they travel all around the world and they have a spin on everything. This is the cockroach who had been to hell. Listen to me, boss. I have been mobbed almost. There's an old simp cockroach here who thinks he has been to hell. And all the young cockroaches make a hero out of him and admire him. And he sits and runs his front feet through his long white beard and tells the story. <laughs> now, I thank Gary for reminding me that I'm just about out of time. And I can uh, save the cockroach who had been to hell for another day. It's very hard being liberal when you see things from the underside and you're a cockroach. Uh, the interview with the mummy is also here and mainly, what is it? Mainly Archie's adventures trying to uh, save the world as we are all trying to do here in 2015. This has been uh, Jenny Stone with Stone's Throw. I'll be back on the air next Tuesday, and we'll begin next Tuesday with Archie declaring war and starting the revolution. It's about time. Till then, go easy, and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. It's a rule I
in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. Do you know about the throwaways? The Throwaways is a timely film, a provocative look at mass imprisoning and police brutality on black men in America. Michelle Alexander says The Throwaways courageously explores the most pressing racial justice issue of our time, the mass incarceration of poor people of color. Millions of impoverished people, particularly poor people of color, are being literally thrown away. KPFA and the International House of UC Berkeley will screen The Throwaways, a phenomenal documentary film, twice at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Thursday, January 29th at International House, Piedmont Avenue at Bancroft in Berkeley. The film's director and producer will be present with Davey D for a serious Q&A. This KPFA benefit has wheelchair access. Tickets are at brownpapertickets.com, independent bookstores, and on the 29th at iHouse. Find more information at kpfa.org. KPFA, KPFB in Berkeley, and KFCF in Fresno and worldwide at kpfa.org. Support listener-sponsored, community-powered radio. It's 3.30 and now time.